gum. What the hell is happening? Thighs like what? 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 Baby, move your butt. Come on, Corey. I'm not singing along to this. I see. This what? is this what? is our first recording post 94th Academy Awards. I expected this to be a somber affair. The lighting in here at Batwell it, Studios is I'm a little dim. I'm trying to keep it upbeat. And uh, here you are, just jumping right into the, the to the thong song Let me immediately. See that thong. I had forgotten wow. about that. You had forgotten I, about the thong song. I did. I did. And then I was, was listening to the 90s on nine. Wow. And it got right in my face that thong. <laughs> anyway, this is not. Uh, you know, a podcast about thongs, even though we have probably a lot more listeners. I'm honestly sure that it has at one point been a <laughs> podcast about thongs before. Um, but I'm Rachel Morgan. I'm Corey Kraft. Corey's a little under the weather. Well, under the pollen. Under Co- the pollen, because there's about six tons of pollen just everywhere all the time, including in my nasal uh, cavities and uh, throat right now. Okay, so I just want everybody to note that in the introduction, we've talked about thongs and nasal cavities. This is what you get on the Side Talks podcast, everybody. Um, I'm Rachel Morgan. This is a movie podcast. It's about movies. Let's talk about movies now. Yeah, I agree. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. Five-minute fight. It's time. It's time. It's time for another fight that I am going to lose. Well, I certainly hope so. Yeah, this film (laughs) is 100% fresh, as they say on Rotten Tomatoes, even though it's like, you know, it's got just thousands and thousands of bad reviews on something like Amazon. I I, I went to Amazon and looked. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Um, anyway, you, you go right ahead. This is, we're arguing, am I getting the title right? Because without a trace, leave it's, a no trace. it's like some kind of a series. This is Leave No Trace. Yes. From the film director, Deborah Granick, starring Ben Foster and Thomas and McKenzie from the year 2018. And this is a movie that I adore. You adore. It That's, was on yeah. my top 10 of 2018. I think it's a lovely, quiet, but deliberate, deliberate character study of a veteran afflicted with PTSD who chooses to live off of the grid in the wilderness with his teenage daughter rather than reacclimate to a society that he finds has really no place for him. And his daughter, once she reaches a certain age, kind of pushes back against that, uh, grows to uh, sort of learn what society is for herself. And um, it causes a division between father and daughter that, that, by the end of the film develops into something really, really powerful. Uh, I love this movie. This is an underheralded movie. This, this received no Oscar nominations was kind of a, a summer release that, um, you know, it, it caught on with a certain specialty audience, but, um, not, you know, a mass audience. Um, it didn't really catch on in the way that Granick's previous film winter's bone, which introduced everybody to Jennifer Lawrence did, but I would argue this one is better, and I love Winter's Bone. So I'm curious what it is about this this perfectly lovely, quiet little movie that you have a problem with. Yeah, I think it's fine. Mm. I mean, that's it's not a big argument here, right? Okay. I think it's a little dull. I think it's a little predictable. I remember getting kind of 75% of the way there and being like, hmm, 
Okay, well, I'm. I can kind of. I know exactly. I knew where we were going, and now I know exactly where we're going to land. It feels forgettable. Uh, look, there are plenty. This is the thing. There are tons and tons of men out there who make films that are much worse than this. And this is a female directed film, sure. so I do. You know, I will say, like, when women, there should be as many women making mediocre films as there are men <laughs> making mediocre films. But I do feel like this is a mediocre film. I didn't really get it. I went looking for sort of some ammunition, and it uh-huh. was hard to find. A lot of people really like this film. I just where. Where our argument came in wasn't like, is this a perfectly capable film? Our argument came in when you started saying that this film is special. Well, that it's it one goes of my on, 10 favorite right. movies directed by a woman. Right. And I think that's where it caught my eye was on your list. And I just completely disagree. Of course, you you know, it was sort of in response as well as to you you going after me a bit about Booksmart being on that top 10 list. <laughs> and so, like, this doesn't make any sense to me. I don't find it powerful. Mm. I don't find it special. I find it pretty dull, pretty predictable, pretty boring, as I've said. Um, and then, you know, as I was sifting through the reviews on Amazon, um, it, it was a little tough to find ammunition because most of the reviews were, this is liberal propaganda. Oh, boy. And then my favorite was, he probably does this because he doesn't want to work. You know, there's a lot of stuff like that on Amazon. Um, but my favorite one and the one that I will use is I rewatch Manchester by the sea to lift my spirits <laughs> after seeing this. So I, wow. that, I mean, it does feel a little like, why am, why am I so sort of depressed and, and bothered for, for no good reason here? Whereas Manchester by the Sea, I feel like, you know, it, it, it has a worthwhile feeling after I've watched it, even though it's tough to watch. Different types of movies, really. Absolutely. Different types of movies. I'm Manchester just pulling a quote from a more, Amazon, Corey. Well, this person on Amazon needs to know that Manchester by the Sea is working in a more operatic tone. For and this sure. is This is more, you know, akin to something like a Kelly Reichert movie. And not only the Pacific mm. Northwest setting is sort of, you know, lending that description to it because this is shot and set in the Pacific Northwest as most of Reichert's movies are, but it's working in the same register. Now there's nothing as explosive in this movie as you will see in a lot of Reichert's movie or in movies or in Manchester by the sea. Even the lead performance from Ben Foster is kind of at this steady simmer. He never really explodes to give you that again, that Oscars clip moment that you would expect to see from a, you know, a big attention grabbing performance. And and for me, that makes the performance all the stronger and, and all the more realistic. Um, same with Thomas and McKenzie is the young woman um, in, in the movie. She's gone on to have kind of a, a really great burgeoning career this year alone or last year alone. She starred in Last Night in Soho, showed up in a very small role in The Power of the Dog, I think just because she wanted to work with Jane Campion. Uh, and then in M. Night Shyamalan's Old, she's becoming a really, really great actress. But but this sort of breakout performance in Leave No Trace, I think, is still her strongest work. Um, so just on the the level of, of all of that alone, I, I, I love this movie. I have a winner's bone to pick with you uh-huh. when you mention <laughs> that this is like a Kelly Reichert film because that's where I disagree. Okay. That's where I think that the director is failing. And I think the, and I think the entire – probably the screenplay is failing as well, right? Mm. Is that it is slow. It is quiet. It, it, I'm all about pace, but this doesn't pay off. And Reichert's films are – incredible slow burns but that every second feels well paced and worthwhile and this feels like a very different film than that i'd put this right up there with the best of record oh i would and i love kelly record i'm not throwing that out there this is where my problem comes in not that this this film is fine i forget about it i won't think about it again don't care this is not a kelly record film <laughs> well uh okay so 
Um, I truly, honestly, really thought I would be siding with Corey here, but it's yeah, it's just Upset. it's just a good movie. It's not necessarily a special or unique one. Um, it's all very familiar. Um, I mean, just watch Captain Fantastic or maybe um, Lynn Ramsey's You Were Never Really Here. Do not watch Captain Fantastic. <laughs> what the fuck? Corey is really mad right now. He's like, Ooh. Um, okay, so maybe a little stumble towards the finish line for Rachel with the Winter's Bone to pick with you line. Uh, yeah. Maybe like a thousand yeah. points lost there. But overall, Rachel wins by a lot of points here. Let's say like a million. Corey lost. <laughs> Yeah, Corey. Sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna come in there and I'm just gonna settle this right. like we do now and slap slam right slap. in the face. I'm gonna slap him right in the face. And, That's how um, we handle arguments. Keep leave no trace's name out of your fucking mouth, Sam. Hey, Corey. Keep Kelly Reichert's name out of your fucking mouth. I love Kelly Reichert. I do too. Reflections. Well, here we are, Corey. Here we are. Um, just a few nights after the Academy Awards, even though when this airs, we are a little ahead of ourselves here because we recorded some special episodes there um, at the Academy Awards live from the Sidewalk Cinema. I'm surprised this isn't a retractions uh, piece because at, at in those live I'm episodes. I'm going to have that. Yeah, I'm going to have that. Just wait on okay. the retraction. I'm just saying we we talked about the most memorable Oscar moments, and I've got a retraction. I know you're I know you're itching for me to to confess my mistake, and I will. oh no no I wasn't and even thinking about that. I oh. was thinking about the fact that the oh. 94th Academy Awards kind of made that entire list redundant. Don't you think? Like of oh, most yeah. memorable uh, well, Oscar moments because um, this is no one's favorite. Though, this is, is no one's favorite. This is you know rightly or wrongly the most memorable moment of the Academy Awards in recent years. Yeah. Um, and look, I, I know that, especially by the time you're hearing this, I don't know that that you necessarily think that um, you need further opinions about the Will Smith, Chris Rock incident. The slap heard around the world. And yeah, let's get that out of the way really quick. We're not going to belabor this point. We no. know that everybody's tired of hearing about it Everybody's. Already. I mean, it is Nobody three needs, days afterwards, yeah. and we're tired of hearing they, about people it. People were tired in the first couple of hours. We're not... Is Rachel and Corey, no one needs to hear Rachel and Corey talk about this for, for any amount of time. Really. Well, we're certainly but, not going to solve the problem such as it is. But who would have thought it would have been so darn controversial? Um, I, I just wouldn't have, right? Right. But, you know, that's just the sort of, I'm just thinking, to, you know, back to the days of when I was a little kid. My mom's like, no matter what, you don't, you don't slap someone. That kind of thing. Um, but I, this is what I have to say about it. Okay. And I know this is also – I'm not shining a light on this. Other folks have said something very similar. and uh, But I have found that, mo- that what I'm going to say is mostly buried out there and it is certainly not the headline. And that is that I just would love for everyone to know that – and again, coming from me, women do not need men to protect them, mm. certainly from words, but – Women do not need men to protect them. Just quit abusing women, men, the ones that are abusing them. Just stop. But other than that, we don't need men to protect us. That's And so it just feels like from a, from a feminist perspective, mm-hmm. there is so much wrong here. And then when you go and you look at the noise, very little of the noise, if any, is the voice of, of, of Jada, the person who's being defended, quote unquote, defended here. Well, I would imagine, and again, we are three days after the incident, so sure. there there are many things that have not been said yet. For instance, um, we we haven't heard from Chris Rock at all. 
which is probably, you know, he's probably processing as he needs to. The Smith family is probably processing as they need to. They've been relatively low key and quiet. Um, the rest of the world has not, you know, the rest yeah. of the world has been P. talking Diddy, and talking. P. Diddy has not. Um, but, but look, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's an ugly moment. Um, not only for the reasons that you said, but because we have two men here who are among the most famous men on the planet. And as far as I can tell, this is an unprecedented action on live television. No, I don't think it was staged. No, I I think what we, we saw, and this is all the more troubling is uh, just think of it this way. We've, we've talked about Will Smith in the past. Um, and your argument against Will Smith, and this is reductive, but I'm going to sum it up as best I can. Episode 59 of the podcast, if you'd like to go back and listen. Your argument is that Will Smith had a very, very carefully manicured image that you weren't buying. That's right. You, you found, um, throughout this, an undercurrent of just like he, a phoniness to it. Yeah. But he has had that image, that squeaky clean public image for 30 years. Yep. For three decades, Will Smith has presented a certain um, persona to the public. And in one incident, that persona has essentially been eradicated. Right. He, I, I, I don't know what to make of that because I'm still just kind of stunned by the fact that this could happen. Other than just to feel a great feeling of sadness that at a moment that should have been that man's coronation, right? You know, within the next thirty minutes after the slap, he won the Academy Award for Best Actor, a goal that he has been reaching for forever. Yeah, and he got it. And at what should have been his highest moment, he self sabotaged to an astounding degree. I mean, the the ramifications of that action um, are, at least to us right now, unknown. The Academy is mulling some sort of disciplinary action against Smith. They won't recall his his Oscar. They probably shouldn't recall his Oscar, but they may um, strip him of his Academy membership, at least for some time. He, in all likelihood, will never be invited back to the Oscars, which is kind of a big deal if you're one of the planet's biggest movie stars. But further than uh, further than that, he's in a room with some of the most important creative figures in his industry, with producers and financiers, and and you know guys like Steven Spielberg. You're gonna slap the shit out of a dude when you're 20 feet from Steven Spielberg. I mean, yeah, I, I, I know that's kind of a that's kind of a secondary concern, but like if your career is movie star and you're in a room with the most important people in Hollywood, you know that's especially a time where you need to be on your best behavior. Well, you're at a professional event. Sure. Okay. That's the and thing. So, and I, and it, I said, I wasn't going to get too far adrift here because really, you know, the, the perspective I feel very secure speaking to is the, is the angle of being a feminist sure. here. Um, but I will say that, you know, I, I, it seems to me that part of what you're not understanding is the ability to conjure the level of ego that you think you can do any damn thing you want whenever you want and get away with it. And that is what this vibes. Now, could I be wrong? Absolutely. I'm just I'm just I'm just throwing some ideas out here. But it it it, it the approach, the walk up, the, everything about it felt uh, you know 
perpetrated by somebody who's who feels larger than life and and a, sort of above the law for lack of better yeah. words. I don't I, I don't know. I I I at first kind of felt that but but now I'm just kind of on the page of this is just tragic. I mean it's just sure. it's 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 a, tragic, it's a waste. It's it sucks. It sucks for everybody. It sucks for Chris Rock obviously who was humiliated on live television. Did he tell a joke he probably shouldn't have told? Yes. Was that any more off color than any number of other jokes directed at any other number of people throughout the history of televised award ceremonies? I don't think so, but that's not really my place to to decide that. I feel terrible for the hosts of the evening. I feel terrible for Questlove, who won an Oscar seconds after this and whose big moment was overshadowed by the fact that that this happened. And I and I do. I still feel I feel terrible for Will Smith, who's obviously a really really troubled guy, who's who this this expression of of violence um just spewed forth it with with no notice. I mean it was just it's just the 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 most it's the damnedest thing. And whatever that man's going through, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's going through something or maybe he's not. Culturally, we have paved the way for this. We have allowed men to step up on stage time and time again as long as they're rich enough and successful enough and make what we deem is good enough art and behave poorly in front of the entire world. We, be, I mean, everybody laughs and jokes about the Kanye thing. I never I, thought that was I funny. I, the, the Kanye thing is, is another thing that came to mind, but you know, if Kanye West had done something like this, people would just be like, well, that's, that's Kanye for you. No, I hear The fact that it's I coming that. from Will Smith, who, you know, the fresh Prince, he's a guy that I grew up with. He's a guy that all of us grew up with. You know, he's been a steady, consistent sort of, family man at as manicured as that image has been for again for 30 years and and just this like flipping off a switch you know it's just a sudden change in his behavior and it just goes is to show is it a sudden change in well, behavior I mean, that's what is, I'm saying. is this I, what lies beneath i guess it just goes I mean, to show you I've, don't you don't know these people of you course don't you don't of course you don't and and so part of the deal here is is that you're paid you know is it is there a lot of pressure to maintain the squeaky clean image oh, sure. sure does that part of what's boiling up Potentially. I don't have any idea of this gentleman's psychology. T. Marie King, our fellow programmer, has mentioned numerous times that she has read his She just read his autobiography. Uh, autobiography and and, I'm that curious she, and to... she has a great deal more insight than we do, you know, for a, for for a number of reasons, but but one of which is because she she has you know has read this book that I have not read and I, I haven't either. But so, you know, just acknowledging that. But it's you know, point of the matter is though, is that he's made a ton of money. To maintain the squeaky clean image, there's a, there's a, you know, it boo hoo, you know, people say bad things about you and everybody hears it, but you, you get the paycheck in one hand and you got to deal with this crap in the other. I mean, this is, this is the takeaway that I had ultimately. He's 30 minutes away from winning the best actor Oscar. You sit there, you, you know, grimace or scowl at Chris Rock. And then in 30 minutes, when you take that Oscar, you get up there and you talk about how beautiful your wife is and how that joke was out of line. And not only does everybody fucking cheer your name, they probably throw you a damn parade the next day. You're right. Chris Rock is an asshole, Will Smith. And, and we're so glad that you are uh, the great movie star that you are. Hooray. And, and that's how you handle a situation like this. But, People have their breaking points, I guess, and he reached his. This is the breaking point. I mean, of uh, who this knew? Is the breaking who point? knew that this was the breaking point? But apparently, it is. I mean, I yeah, don't. This is not I a don't person, know how to explain it. 
This is not a person who doesn't have a microphone. That's the thing is that, you know, if somebody says something shitty about you, how do you defend yourself, you know, on the podcast here? You know, I mean, you don't, you, you really, you don't have much of a platform. None He's of us do. one of the He's biggest got, platforms in the yeah, world. I mean, not only He's Will Smith. if he went home and hadn't won the Oscar, he could call every, I mean, who wouldn't just roll out the red carpet for him to be on every single morning show, for example, the next morning to talk about it. Like He might have been you, that. You know, if he hadn't slapped Chris Rock, he probably would have been on the morning shows the very next morning talking about how awesome it is to have an Oscar. Yeah, well, again. it's it, I, there, There's something psychological there. It's this, this idea of self-sabotage. I can't get that out of my head. Again, I'm speculating. We're all speculating because we haven't heard anything. We don't know these people. But there's just something about that that's tremendously sad to me, that this should be a moment of triumph. And, and it, it is, wasn't. It is sad, but I, I to be, you know me. Yeah, I know. And, and you know my argument against Will Smith to begin with, and uh, this behavior supports my argument. But in addition to that, I care a little less about what's going to happen to Will Smith when, first of all, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of room here for already. There's a lot of embracing of him. Okay, so I, I'm a little less worried about that, and I'm sure. worried about what's at stake when we just, you know, allow men to speak for women to be to be just incredibly reductive why is that okay it's not fucking okay yeah i mean that's that's a good place to land this i mean i'll tell you this much the academy is not going to have an easy time finding a host for next year that's for sure but also the academy the academy you know well if what if that had been let me just ask you yeah what if that had been a seat holder Right, you know the seat warmer. If a seat warmer had gone up on stage in reaction to, they'd have been escorted out. They would have been tackled before they probably even got to him. First of all, but this is what privilege allows. Privilege allows you to slowly, you know, saunter up to someone and physically assault them, return to your seat, and win an award. Yeah, it's it's troubling. It's troubling. (sighs) I don't know. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry about your boyfriend. Well, look, I mean. It, it's tough. I, I don't know what to say about it other than that. Like, you you know, again, listen to episode 59 or our Men in Black episode where I talk about how much I've always loved Will Smith. And this is just, you know, such a such a dramatic situation that, that nobody I mean, who could have ever anticipated something like this? Well, I was just thinking, actually, when it happened right before it happened, when we were watching, you know, everybody together at the Sidewalk Cinema, I, I was thinking man, we're going to have a year without any kind of antics. And I had just promised antics on the podcast. Right. I said, something always happens. And we're not going to get anything tonight. No no little flubs. Nothing is going on. And then, man, it came out of nowhere. Well, I thought it was overall a pretty terrible show other Ooh, than yes. the slap. I mean, oh, yes. um, a low point for the Academy Awards in, in many aspects, not the least of which was the um, pre-taping of those eight acceptance speeches um, that ended up not only not shortening the show, the show was all, you know, the show was 40 minutes longer than it needed to be anyway. Um, But, but they edited, you know, down the acceptance speeches of many of those people accepting those craft awards. And and the whole night really did a disservice to the nominated films and to the nominated crafts people that really left a bad taste in my mouth. So the Academy needs to figure their shit out on many, many, many levels. If they want to continue holding a televised award ceremony, I mean this, this whole situation, not, not only the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing, but, but everything else with the ceremony has some real end of the Oscars vibes. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it, the whole thing has just left a terrible taste in my mouth. And you know that I 
generally speaking, really do like the Oscars and I really do like the pageantry of it, the, the celebration of movies, but there was nothing celebrating the movies during that Oscar ceremony. Uh, It was, it was gross. Hashtag Oscar is so boring. So, you know, this is, you're talking about a a group of people who have at at their fingertips, the uh, access to some of the most creative media minds in the world. And this is the show. Yeah. They could, they can do better. I mean, it really is dull and boring aside from, you know, the little four minutes of tragedy. Right. But the four minutes of tragedy is all anybody's going to talk about. Well, of course, of course. And Coda and all of the other big winners are going to be relegated to trivia questions oh. years down the line, which is who won Best Picture the year that Will Smith slapped Chris Rock? I do have one more thing to say about the Academy Awards that uh-huh. wasn't boring, but that was about as tasteless as it gets and upsetting for me that was maybe equally as upsetting as the In Memoriam Spirit in the Sky. Oh, God, I don't Ooh. even want to get to that. I mean, that was like a joke movie. That was like something out of Ghost World. It was absolutely terrible not everybody academy not everybody really wants to have spirit in the sky sung as their as their photo their deceased photo is on the screen behind the choir Woof! that was bad it was bad Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Side Talks. We're your own personal cinematic, uh, Will Smith and Chris Rock. That's where I thought you, you were going You knew with I this. was going to do it. You oh, knew I was going to do it. Here, I'm coming to slap you. Okay. Oh, wait. Actually, I don't really want to be Will Smith. I don't think you do either right now. <sighs> anyway, thanks to Boutwell Studios. We appreciate you so much. Thanks to Revelator Coffee, our sponsor. Hell yeah, Revelator Coffee. Check us out online. Sidewalk fest.com or on social media at sidewalk film where you can see what we're playing at the sidewalk cinema some good stuff coming up the month of april get your tickets bye bye batwell studios podcast division your words our expertise